stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Sound of the Program. So as you've been hearing today, the uh, federal liberals are backing down somewhat on their controversial small business tax changes and trying to sweeten the pot a little bit by going back to a promise from the last election that they'd apparently abandoned, which is to lower the small business tax rate. This comes, though, as uh, the finance minister is dealing with his own controversy. David Aiken, following the story today, Global News political correspondent. Uh, David, welcome to the program. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. So um, what's changing here then exactly as far as the tax proposals are concerned? Well, I'll lay it out for you, and you tell me if this is crass political opportunism or a really good thing. Here's what happened. In July, the Finance Department, Finance Minister Bill Morneau said, we're going to do a consultation, and the focus, the focus of the consultation, that's their word, is uh, what are called Canadian Private Controlled Corporations, CPCCs. These are uh, essentially a tax shelter used by about 2 million Canadians, many of them small business owners, in order to save for the retirement, in order to save... uh, Uh, put away some capital they can reinvest in the business etc so two million canadians use these cpcc's that was what people were consulting on but as it turns out uh these cpcc's are used by farmers by accountants by dentists unit doctors self-employed people and they were furious that these tax shelters that have been placed for decades were now going to be taxed back by the Liberal government. And they got up in the snout of just about every Liberal MP they could find. Liberal MPs were hearing it from their own constituents, and many of them, particularly in ridings where it might go Conservative in the next election, some in Calgary, for example, some up in Edmonton, were going, we got to back down here because it looks like we're attacking small business. And so today what happened was the government said, you know what, not only are we going to maybe back down a little bit on these controversial tax reform proposals, but we're going to keep it a promise we made back in the 2015 election. And that promise was to bring down the small business tax rate, as you heard in the news, the small business income tax rate from 10.5% down to 9. That was something all three major parties had promised to do in the 2015 election, including the Liberals. But the Liberals never honored that promise until, lo and behold, They've upset the small business community in the last couple of months on a separate tax matter. So just, I don't want people to be clear on this. There's the income tax rate paid by every single small business, millions and millions of them in the country. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a tax break. And then there's these other tax shelters used by 2 million self-employed Canadians. They were up uh, to be taxed more, and now the government's hinting uh, they're backing up a bit so here's the here's the one thing that i know a lot of farmers are going to be keyed about the lifetime capital gains exemption stays there was plans to maybe reduce it uh, which would have meant that say a farmer who's retired he's selling his farm his land to his his kids or somebody else would have been dinged you build up your business your whole life you go to sell it at the end of it and dingo the government takes a pile of money as it stands, the lifetime capital gains exemption is going to stay. And as far as, again, to come back to the example of a farmer, the farmer earns the income, and the income he keeps within this this corporation, but then the corporation sprinkles income to the farmer, the farmer's spouse, the farmer's kids. That's called income sprinkling. The government was going to stop that. Now the government says if the farmer can prove that, in fact, wife, husband, kids were all actually doing some work on the farm, that income sprinkling will be okay. You can continue to 
sprinkle it as you were. So those are two key things that, as I say, farmers in particular were just furious about. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture said this was the biggest issue they've ever seen in years and years of lobbying. But there's still some other things on the table for these controlled private commercial corporate Canadian corporations. And we're going to hear about those later in the week on Wednesday and again Thursday. So not not completely done, but right now the Trudeau government realizing it was in big political trouble with small businesses dropping the corporate income tax rate and backpedaling a little bit on some of these uh, proposed reforms. But so they haven't abandoned this approach altogether. The idea that no. we, we need to inject some tax fairness here into the system, that was kind of the whole premise for this, and they're still more or less going ahead on this front. Right. When they started out back in July when they launched this, the, the headline saying we're launching consultations to, quote, close tax loopholes. And if you're closing loopholes, you're, even though these loopholes are perfectly legal, you're kind of implying, many people said, that there's some people out there cheating the system. And again, this is what got uh, up the snout of a lot of small businesses saying, what do you mean I'm cheating the system? This is a perfectly legitimate way for a self-employed person who doesn't have the sorts of pensions available to employees or uh, doesn't have liability protection available to employees. This is a perfectly appropriate way for self-employed people to save for their retirement or to put money aside for insurance or liabilities that they may go with their businesses. Um, they were being told that they were getting off on a loophole. So there was a big political miscommunication. In fact, the Liberals here in Ottawa today, all the Liberal MPs were summoned for a mandatory 8 a.m. Monday morning caucus meeting where they were told about these changes. That's very unusual because most MPs traveling from all over the country, they're not here 8 a.m. on Monday, but they were told, get in. And we talked to them coming out of that meeting, and, and they were very pleased, because they, and they were saying, yeah, we, we blew this on the communication front. It looked like we were attacking small business, and now they're hopeful that today's announcement that a cut for the income tax is coming, and that there's going to be some modifications on these other rules, they're hoping they can get back in good with the small business community. And, you know, you know that in, in, in you know most towns and cities, small cities particularly in, in Canada, the, what I'll call the Chamber of Commerce crowd can be very influential politically. These are people who may own a local insurance brokerage or they run a couple of the retail stores in downtown and they do great work on a Rotary Club, Alliance Club, Chamber of Commerce. These are the sorts of community builders that felt under attack from the Liberal government and they were the ones telling Liberal MPs, forget about Conservative MPs, they were telling Liberal MPs, this ain't right and, and you know we're, we're not going to be on your team come 2019 if this keeps up. And so the pressure really came from Justin Trudeau's and Bill Morneau's own caucus to back off here. Well, let's talk about Bill Morneau for a second, David, because uh, he's now embroiled in his own controversy about some of his uh, assets and, and holdings and whether he's been uh, upfront in disclosing them or, or detaching himself from them. Absolutely. So let's let's back up here a little bit. The general rule is once you become an MP under the Conflict of Interest Act and Code, you have to tell the Ethics Commission, the, the, the Parliament's Ethics Commission, you have to declare all your assets and liabilities. So all your assets, all the, you might have investments here, investments there, you own a company here and there. And Bill Morneau is a pretty wealthy individual. And not only that, he's married to Nancy McCain of the McCain fortune, the McCain fortune worth billions of dollars. So the Morneau-McCain family, they're very wealthy. And there's a lot of disclosures that he provided saying, I own this number company, I own that number company, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, what he didn't do is he didn't disclose one of the numbered companies. 
And that numbered company happens to be a real estate holding company. It owns a villa in France. And so this came to light last week. The folks at CBC dug this up and they started asking questions of Morneau. And it's only when Morneau was getting questions that he finally put this on his disclosure form two years after he was supposed to. And so you can see the optics here is the guy who's trying to, quote unquote, tax small business is wealthy enough that he's got a villa in France that he's hidden from the tax man, essentially. It doesn't look good for the optics. Now, today, Morneau was asked about his stuff. He says, first of all, he's complied with all the rules, albeit a little late. He was also asked, why doesn't he have all his stuff in a blind trust? You're the finance minister. You make a lot of decisions about any number of things that could impact your own companies. So why don't you have all this stuff in a blind trust? And his answer was, listen, I went to the ethics commissioner. I said, here's all the stuff I own. What did I do with it? And she said, just carry on with the disclosure. Notably, the prime minister, his boss, his stuff is in a blind trust. So the decisions the PM makes, he doesn't know if it's going to impact his businesses because, or shares he may hold because they're being managed. Uh, he doesn't. He won't see them until he leaves office. That's the blind trust approach. Morno's stuff is not in a blind trust. He can still manage his affairs. But, of course, he's the finance minister, so we just have to trust him that he's making the appropriate disclosures and not managing the country's affairs to benefit his own affairs. And that's where the opportunity for potential conflict of interest shows up. All right. Well, full coverage of all this, globalnews.ca. David, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate the update. Yep, thanks. No problem. All right. That is uh, David Aiken, uh, Global News political correspondent, trying to keep uh, on top of all of this today. So a lot unfolding uh, between these tax changes. More to come, as David says, uh, plus this uh, scandal uh, around the finance minister that, that appears to be growing. Our number here, 974-8255. That's 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.